0: chemise and camisoles hung from Annabel's open drawers ribbons lace and jewelry lay scattered across the bureau a stocking was draped like a silk bookmark over the open dictionary if the matron saw this she would undoubtedly launch into her favorite lecture the importance of housekeeping setting an example for the students doing one's best in this grand experiment in female education whimpering and sniffling would ensue Annabel was easily undone where was she? Surely she couldn't have forgotten they were dining with Rexford Montgomery. Sophia exchanged her violet muslin polonaise for a satin dinner dress in sapphire that played up her eyes. The square neckline and Marie Antoinette's sleeves framed her gold necklace and bracelet, family heirlooms from her mother's side. The removal of a hairpin allowed a curl to corkscrew down her back. The riding instructor awaited her in the corridor. He bowed. Mademoiselle... The Baron fancied them two of a kind, even though her father's title had been awarded, not inherited. Good evening, Baron. It is a beautiful evening for a ride, is it not? I could saddle Shotzi for you. Regrettably, I am otherwise occupied. You are too kind. And too persistent. Could he not see she was dressed for an entirely different activity than riding? Please excuse me. That Montgomery gent again? Such questions did not merit a response. He and the entire college would know soon enough. Sophia hurried to the south wing, to the apartment of Professor Montgomery, and knocked. Her intended would answer the door with an arm full of roses, then drop to one knee. No, he could not take her hand if his were full of flowers. The roses would be in a vase on the table. He would speak poetically, and she would say, yes. But first he had to open the door. Sophia listened for footsteps on the carpet. Silence. She rapped with a trifle more authority, but no one answered. Perhaps he had been detained and left a message. She would inquire at the clerk's office on the first floor. She headed for the main stairs where she found her way blocked by a milling crowd of students and faculty. Sophia leaned over the balcony rail. Below, in the entrance vestibule, Congressman Montgomery addressed an assembly of faculty and students. "'Since you welcomed me within the bosom of this institution of female education,' Sophia winced at his unfortunate juxtaposition of the words bosom and female, "'the most worthiest of women—oh, dear, she must take up the task of polishing his speeches, lest his orations sink under the weight of florid sentimentality and improper grammar. "'Shouldn't you go down?' the Latin teacher whispered. "'Yes, it would be wise to put the man out of his misery.' "'whose grace and wit thoroughly enchanted me.' "'The biology teacher glimpsed her pushing through "'and directed the students to clear a path. "'With a swish of petticoats and urgent whispers, "'the way opened. "'Felicitations, Mademoiselle Mackinoff,' someone murmured. "'I'm so happy for you.' "'Sophia arrived at the base of the steps "'as the congressman reached the end of his address. "'May I introduce the woman destined to become "'Mrs. Rexford Montgomery?' Sophia took a deep breath, pasted a smile on her face, and stepped forward into the vast, empty space around Congressman Montgomery. Miss Annabelle Bedlington Smith. Too late. At that exact moment, his fiancée stepped from the reception room into his waiting arms. Gasps, murmurs, and giggles echoed around the hall. In that weighted fraction of a second, as the blood rushed to her face, Sophia considered her options retreat through the pitying crowd, stand and be the object of more pity, or move forward with all the poise expected of a graduate of St. Petersburg's Smolny Institute for Noble Maidens. Momentum propelled her across the floor. Decorum and a tight corset kept her upright. Let me be the first to congratulate you. Dearest, Annabel. embraced her in an eye-watering cloud of perfume. You'll never believe what happened. Rex proposed. Annabelle was right. Sophia did not believe it. Annabelle Bedlington Smith did not meet a single one of Rexford Montgomery's requirements for a wife. She had no interest in government, spoke no foreign languages, hated travel. She never read the Bible, rarely attended church, and in fact dabbled in phrenology. And she was far too careless to run a house the size of Montgomery Hill. Montgomery Hill. Sophia's breath caught... No carriage rides ending in the port cochère, no arranging flowers on the sideboard, no receiving the movers and shakers of this world. Sophia pressed her fist to her.